Okay, let's get started. Hi, welcome to my channel. My name is Lisa Alistway and I create inspirational and informational videos you can use and apply to your life. It is my honor to introduce today's guest, Nick Lituanio. Nick is on a mission to inspire and educate those in their post-work life and to help them reject the outdated ideas surrounding retirement. Nick also believes how we approach the end of our career, what we choose to do about it, and how we feel about it is a choice. I will be linking Nick's YouTube channel below for your reference. Welcome, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, great to be here and nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Um, so let's begin with a little bit about your background. Can you tell us what your background is and then why did you start a YouTube channel? Sure. Uh, I was, well, I was born a long time ago. No, I was, <laughs> I was in the television business, transitioned to what's uh, commonly called corporate media. So I was making content for clients. Uh, I ran uh, an agency here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We made what's typically called early awareness media. Think about videos and infographics and other types of things that companies use um, when, when their prospective clients are just starting to get interested in what they have to offer. So I had a, a pretty robust business making that type of content um, <clears throat> and then had an opportunity, actually not an opportunity, and then decided that I wanted to sell my business um, and switch careers. So that's what I did. Fantastic. And what's what made you want to start a YouTube channel? Well, it's an interesting story, really. It's kind of two parts. The first part is I've always had an interest in health and fitness and people being what they're capable of being. And I've always, always felt that the health and fitness industry is really just about snake oil salesmen. I mean, there are so many people out there selling things mm -hmm. that people don't need when yep. being fit is pretty simple. You know, if you cut through all the clutter, it just takes some dedication. So there was that interest that I had. Mm -hmm. um, and as I neared selling my business, I went ahead and uh, got my National Academy of Sports Medicine personal training certificate. So I got a NASM certificate and I'm currently working at the gym um, a bit, working with people who are over 50. So that's, that's the first part of the equation. And then okay. the second part is I had always enjoyed making content, making videos. Mm -hmm but mm -hmm. I had clients. And so I had to make the videos that they wanted to. Um, and when I was looking towards the end of my career and looking at that and saying, wow, I can really use YouTube to make content that I want to make that potentially could reach people and help them. So those were the two things that came together. Um, and that's why I'm doing this channel, uh, Disrupt Retirement. Yes, yes. So uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about your channel, if you don't mind. What is its main focus and um, some of the topics that you address on there? Well, the, the main focus of the channel is you're not your parents, so don't retire like them, all right? Yeah. The, the ability that we have today to live the last third of our life differently than generations that have come before us is just freaking enormous. And you 
you know, if you're at the point in your life where I am, you've worked a long time in a career to get to a point where you are financially able to stop working. And so many people don't look forward in this next phase of their life and embrace it in a way that I think we should. Um, it's almost like it's this, oh, I retired, so now I'm going to start slowing down, and then at the end, I'm going to check out, and yeah. I don't think it should be that way at all. I believe, mm -hmm. and I think that we're all physically and mentally capable of kind of, you know, keeping things going this way, and hopefully the end kind of, you fall off a cliff, you know, yeah. is, is the way that ideally we live. Um, and my channel is really a combination of travel and fitness and advice and vlog. Um, my hope is people who come to my channel um, are able to learn a little bit about fitness and health and uh, be entertained and inspired by coming along on different experiences that I have uh, in this last third of my life. Fantastic. Um, so I know you want people to kind of adopt rejecting these outdated retirement um, ideas. Can you kind of break down what some of those outdated retirement ideas are? Well, I think the classic one is, you know, you get the gold watch and you hit the recliner and you do nothing. <laughs> okay. And that is an older model. Um, but it's an idea that still has pretty deep roots in our society. If you go to the AARP website and you kick around that website and you see what they're saying, they're not necessarily saying go out and take the bull by the horns and kick down that retirement door and be active and go get it. Yeah. Um, and there's reasons for that. I mean, as people do get older, there are physical realities that, that we, we face. But I think the big rejection is that there's nothing stopping you from doing what you want to do, but you. And I'm not selling a diet plan. I'm not selling an exercise plan. What I'm hoping to do is change this idea of retirement to being something that is, oh yeah, we, you know, we got a 40 foot RV and we are going to see the national parks. Now there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Don't, don't get me wrong, but why does it have to be that way? Why can't you have a Subaru with a tent in the back? Why can't you backpack? Why can't you <laughs> mountain bike? Why can't you walk the dogs every day? Whatever your thing is. And I think it's as much, I think it's more of an attitude than it is a, a physical thing. Um, because if you get the attitude right, if, if you really are committed to kind of embracing the last third of your life, then the physical part, I think, will follow. Um, yeah. The mind-body connection can be really huge here. And you don't want to forget that that is highly connected, especially in your retirement years. Yeah, and you know, our society, we are, look, it, the truth is we're becoming more sedentary, we're becoming more overweight, the, the cost of, of food per calorie is going down. They're wickedly good at making things that are bad for us taste good. Yeah. The, the, you know, the deck is stacked against us. And I, my hope is that people can, kind of look that in the face and say, is this really what I want? Is, is it possible to change this paradigm? And, you know, I want to be a voice that says, yeah, it, it is possible. Yes, most definitely. And it's like, it's never too late, you know, so these are issues that maybe you hadn't 
focused on your health or those types of things when you were younger because you take it for granted. And as you get older, uh, do realize you might have to work twice as hard at some of these issues, but you can do it at any age, you know, whatever it is that you want to try to maybe possibly do. It's funny that you say that because I recently had my first physical, uh, I'm 58, where after the physical, everything was green light and good. I walked out and I thought, oh, wow, that's a good thing, right? Because when you're younger, you don't, it doesn't even occur to you that you might be getting, you know, that something might happen to you. And as you get older, it's like, oh yeah, stuff does happen, especially if you don't kind of take care of business. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's the tricky part of this whole equation. People hear fitness. People hear some of what I say and they go, I can't do that. That's too hard. Uh, but I do want to live an active retirement. All right. I, I want to retire and be able to do stuff. And I'm so passionate about this idea of finding your personal why, your personal reason that you're going to be able to take better care of yourself and enter into some type of healthy routine. And right now people don't have a why beyond this, you know, abstract, oh, I have to lose 20 pounds. Well, why do you have to lose 20 pounds? What is it that you want to do? What is that going to get you? Or maybe you don't have to lose 20 pounds. Maybe if you increased your cardiovascular fitness and your strength, you know, it's not perfect, but damn, you could do a lot more. Um, You know, and when you look at the last third of your life, the, the reason people slow down more and more is because of health issues. So, you know, kind of resetting the, the mental clock around why should I exercise and finding a reason that means something to you is so important to having success. And then just starting small, you know, just yeah. if it's walking every day, mm-hmm. if it's walking every other day, if that's your first goal, doing that to begin with can be a keystone habit, right? Can be a habit that you form that all of a sudden you're doing that on a regular basis and you're like, wow, I can walk every day or wow, I can change how I eat breakfast or, you know, you build another habit on top of it. Yes. So, very good. Very good advice. Um, you had mentioned earlier that you started a second career in retirement, which I think is a great idea because a lot of times people think, hey, I'm done with the office and I don't have to think, work, challenge myself anymore. And I think that's kind of the wrong way to go about it. Um, I think it's cool that you became a personal trainer in your late 50s. Uh, can you tell a little bit about that? Sure, I can. Um, so for many of us, um, work does a few things for us. It's a very social environment, you know, this, the last 18 months accepted with COVID, but it's a very social environment. You have a lot of relationships that you make. They're deep relationships. Sometimes you've worked with people for a long time. And yeah, they're work relationships, but they are human connections. What happens when you retire and you leave those? There's a big void. Yeah. Um, or uh, a lot of people in their jobs, especially towards the end of the career, they have a certain amount of credibility. They have a certain amount of expertise. They get a certain amount of respect at the job, all right? Identity. Yeah, you leave that behind and that's another big void. And so I was fortunate um, that I was looking towards selling my business, towards this idea of retirement. And at 58, I knew I did not want to be done. At 58, I knew I needed social connections. And at 58, I knew that I wanted to 
kind of have some expertise. Um, and, you know, because I believed in fitness and it's interesting to me, um, I thought working at the gym would be a really great fit for me. Not only do I have an opportunity to work with clients, but I have coworkers at the gym. Uh, I am respected, you know, because I do know a little bit about fitness, not as much as, you know, a, kin a kinesiologist <laughs> might know, but enough to be dangerous and safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I took that and I combined it with this YouTube thing, which is a completely new endeavor and there's a lot to it. Um, and so while I retired, I didn't retire. And yeah. I, I, I'm struggling with language, you know, because it's almost yeah. like I went from my first career to my second career. Yeah. More than I decided, oh, I'm retiring and I'm done. Yeah. It's almost like in retirement, you get to do what you really want to do. You're in a financial position to make those choices where maybe being a personal trainer when you were younger might not have been always feasible. No, it, you know, it's, it's very difficult to make a living as a personal trainer. Um, as, you know, it, it, especially it can, in the Bay area, huh? <laughs> especially in the Bay area, it can be done, but you know, it's, 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 it's a hard, it's a hard life. Truly. It's a very difficult career. Um, and being yeah. in it, you see what people do to make it work. Um, so be nice to your personal trainer because they're working hard. Um, yes. What have you learned working with the, uh, you know, the older population? I was about to say elderly, but maybe that's not a label we want to use. But with the older population or your main clients, um, tell us a little bit about working with them. Uh, first thing is everybody. And I mean, everybody has a thing. Okay. You'll sit down and you'll do an interview with them and they'll be like, oh, no, I'm good. I got no, no. you know, I'm, I'm healthy. And you're like, okay, that's great. <laughs> and then it's like, ow, my shoulder, ow, my knee, ow, my hip. And it's not a criticism. It's just yeah. the fact that bodies who, Wear and tear. They, they, you know, they, you know, things happen. And I like to say if, uh, you know, Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors, who has a team of people who are focused on him being healthy yeah. can get hurt guess yeah. what? You and I can get hurt too. And um, that's, that's the first thing I learned. Everyone has something they're dealing with and uh, helping them understand that that shouldn't stop them, that there's always a way to heal and continue. I shouldn't say always, mm -hmm. but most of the time there's a way to kind of heal that thing and move on and keep going. Um, that's a really powerful lesson for people, I think, to understand. Um, another yeah, just because your shoulder's not working or just because your shoulder's not working, your legs are still working. So you just, you, you reposition, you don't let one injury stop you from the workout or going to the gym. Yeah. And I think that that, that is absolutely right. And, you know, you hit a certain age and, and I can almost guarantee you from, you know, the time I was, you know, and I'm pretty active, but the time I was 45 and probably till the day I die, it's going to be a series of nagging injuries. You know, this is going to hurt a little bit. That's going to hurt a little bit. And you know, that's okay. I've yet to have a doctor tell me to stop doing what I'm doing. They tell me, all right, this is what we're going to do about, you know, your hip or your shoulder. And, but you keep doing these other things um, because, you know, they, what do they say? Motion is the lotion, you know, movement <laughs> is the thing that keeps us going. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I learned at the gym is 
people don't work out like me and they don't have to work out like me. The mm -hmm. A number one thing is to come through the door at the gym or to yeah, put on yeah. your walking shoes and go for a walk. It, it's, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be programmatic. It doesn't have to be any of those things. I'd mm -hmm. like it to be, you're probably gonna get better results, but the most important thing is to just start moving and taking care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, and you can start with just five minutes, you know, just tell yourself, okay, I don't want to do that. Maybe you're feeling like you don't want to do it, but if you say, okay, I'm going to give it five minutes, you might be surprised that that five minutes could turn into 10 minutes. And then that gets, get that momentum that you need to keep going. Well, you know, Lisa, I think absolutely that's true. And I think that people who can form habits, very simple habits, can build on those. And I think people should be optimistic. The, the problem that I have with, with you know, popular media around health and fitness is they put these impossible uh, role models in front of us. I mean, I, I've yet to see someone in the gym who looks like you know, the Instagram models that I see on my Instagram feed. It's right. just, the amount of time and the genetics that it takes to look like that is just mind blowing. In cosmetic surgery. And cosmetic surgery, right? I mean, all of the things that people do to 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 look and Photoshop and yeah, um, and it's a difficult thing to be faced with, and it can be daunting. Um, but starting small and being consistent and then building on that, it can be done. And you know, the health and fitness industry doesn't necessarily want to sell you that because there's no money to be made, right? Uh, from that right. approach, yeah, very much so. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, post-work retirement life. What has it surprised you the most about it? Um, the things that I, um, first and foremost, that I have time, um, that when I look at my calendar, I actually have large blocks of time where there's nothing happening and I have a lot to do, but when I was running my agency, my calendar was populated for me. There were things that just naturally I had to do, client meetings, business meetings, meetings with the attorneys and tax accountants and blah, blah, blah. And so I never really had to manage my calendar as, as much as I had to find slots in it to meet with people. When you retire, that becomes very different, okay? Even though I'm working at the gym and doing this YouTube thing, the gym fills in blocks of my calendar but now it's up to me to manage my time and to figure out how my week is going to go. And mm -hmm. that was a big surprise because it takes a different skill set, a different discipline to mm -hmm. kind of get into that mindset um, and yeah. say, okay, I have time. This is what I'm going to do. And then also having time has allowed me, and I'm trying to learn to slow down a little bit, that everything doesn't have to be done at 110 miles an hour. Um, you know, you're in your career, things move fast out there. If you yeah. are in a white collar kind of, you know, and I imagine blue collar too. I mean, with technology, the expectations that we are always on, we get used to moving at a certain rate of speed and not moving at that rate of speed kind of nice. 
It doesn't mean that I'm going out to pasture. It doesn't mean that I'm <laughs> not doing stuff. It just means I don't need to be manic about it or hyper about it or picking up the damn iPhone every five minutes, you know, to, you know, what's next. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I recently went on a five day trip in my, in my car out to the desert in Southern Oregon to meet up with some people. And I was out of cell reception for three days it was glorious. It was like, I left my phone in my car. It's a mind blowing kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Um, I think you hit on a, an important point there about the time that you suddenly get in retirement. So it really makes you probably think about your priorities. And if, since you have this time, you know, you can put your health, you can put your fitness at the top of that list as a priority now. I think um, that's a great point. And People, it's an excuse that people use all the time, right? Which is, I don't have time to do that. But now you do have time to do that. If you are on to your second career, if you're done with your first career, you have an hour a day. You have two hours a day if you want, you know, yeah. to, to, to dedicate towards your health. Um, and, you know, hopefully people, for me, it, it was like, I was exercising anyways, but now the way that I exercise, the amount of time and the things that I do that I have time to do, it's, it's just wonderful. Yes, very cool. I always tell my students that tell me they don't have time to work out or whatever. I said, well, you can set your alarm for 30 minutes earlier. You got time. Doesn't oh. matter if you're a packed day. You can always get up earlier and find that time. You know, and I have a daughter who's a millennial and, you know, I'm like, well, how much time do you spend on TikTok? How much time do you spend scrolling on your phone? Um, you know, take that time back, go to the gym, you know, or yeah. go for a walk or whatever. Um, you know, you certainly can do it. And you can find the time. You can find the time if you find the why. If you have a powerful reason to get, to get yourself moving, yeah. all of a sudden the time becomes available. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, so let's talk about finding like-minded individuals in retirement. Um, whether you are single, widowed, or you're with a significant other and you guys maybe struggle with maybe the fitness and the health and getting on the same page. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, you know, I'm, I'm young-ish, you know, at 58. Um, a lot of my friends are still working. I did a vlog, you know, on that over on my channel. You can find that at Nick Lituanio, L-I-T-U-A-N-I-O. If you drop that into the YouTube search bar, I should pop up. Um, there's a rethinking of how you're going to connect with people and who you can connect with. Um, mm -hmm. As a man, um, you know, you have, a, I don't want to, I don't want to speak in gross generalizations, but women are better at forming social bonds. They seem sure. to be, you know, they seem to connect more and talk more. And, and when men stop working, you know, that's why a lot of men are like, well, I don't know what I would do if I retired. Um, and part of that is they don't have those social connections. Um, so uh, one thing that's happened is I've become friends with people who are older than me and have more time. Um, I have become a lot more available and flexible in scheduling time with my friends because now I realize they're working and, and you know, many are married and maybe have older kids, but their time is more limited. So I try and be much more flexible and accommodating with them, um, which helps a lot um, just yeah. because I realize that, that I have that time. Um, there are volunteer 
opportunities, things that I haven't started yet, but that's definitely something that um, I'm going to be looking into because, you know, the connection between health and human connection is direct and dramatic. In other words, the more people that you have in your life, the more meaningful relationships, the deeper those relationships, all of those things, it translates to being healthier. Um, you know, from the, from the time you come out of, out of the womb to the time you go into the grave. Um, and something that happens to people when they get older is they become more isolated. They, you know, kids are no longer in school. So you're not doing the PTA or the whole school sports things. And, and then you lose your work connection stuff. And so you don't have those social connections. Um, and then as people get older, you know, they become separated, you know, some people have health issues and can't do what maybe you do. So mm -hmm. I'm learning to be more flexible um, in how I find people to play with um, mm -hmm. and more open to, to new relationships um, and trying to be a little bit more feminine in the way that I approach kind of that and not being so. <laughs> I think those are, those are really good tips, um, especially the, you know, finding like-minded people through certain causes or groups that maybe you care about, then you could be amongst your people because they care about the same thing. And um, I think as you get older, it can be harder to make friends. Um, for X, Y, and Z reasons. And like you said, you have to kind of stretch yourself and, and put yourself out there and be open, you know, to meeting new people. And you know, Lisa, it is, it is like so many things. I think when I think about disrupting retirement, one of the things that I really want to encourage people to do is to not be afraid to change, to not be afraid to learn new things, to not be afraid to challenge yourself. And so making new friends, rethinking the way that you approach that, it's a skill that you can learn um, mm -hmm. if you're mindful about it and you're open about it. And, you know, for men, if you shut the hell up and listen, you know, you might actually give a person a chance to talk and, you know, find that you have things in common. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, this idea that you're done when you ret retire or your first career is over, I, I don't think so. And, and the way I've been thinking about it recently is, you know, let's say I live till 80, all right? And, you know, hopefully I'll live longer, but that seems like a good target. You know, that's 22 years from now. So if I back up 22 years, that was the year my youngest daughter was born. I hadn't started my own business. I hadn't had hip surgery. I had just been married for five years. I, you know, it was three houses ago. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And all of the things that happened from 22 years ago to today, that many things could happen from today until the day I die. And that's up to me. Now, hopefully I'm not going to have any more children. Hopefully that's not something that's <laughs> happening. <laughs> but um, if you kind of think about it in those terms mm -hmm. and embrace that idea and be like, holy cow, I actually can do stuff. And if I take care of myself, if I take care of my body, um, I'm going to be that much, right. I'm going to be that much more able to, to do the things that I really want to do. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yes, definitely. Um, so what tips would you give somebody before they retire? 
Uh, before you retire, I think that you certainly, um, so we'll assume that financially you're able to retire. So I don't do financial stuff and my channel is, is not about that. My channel is, you know, we're assuming that that part is pretty much covered. Um, so I think that, you, you know, before you retire, you have to have a plan. Um, and the plan should kind of encompass intellectual pursuits, like what am I going to do that is going to be interesting and exciting to me. Now, mm -hmm. for me, it was a natural transition from my, my primary career to YouTube. I used the expertise and experience that I had, and I kind mm -hmm. of pivoted to this other career. If you're an accountant, let's say, maybe what you want to look at is volunteering for nonprofits who need your accounting services, um, or you could try something totally different. Um, but using the expertise that you have, and then maybe applying that into something that you love could be a really nice way to continue with your social connections. You make new social connections. You get to use what you've learned and it keeps you active. Um, it, it's, it's a strategy. So that's definitely something that I would encourage people to do. I would also encourage people to really seriously um, take an inventory of their health, you know, to go to the doctor and get that checkup, you know, that we're all doing every few years, right? We're all doing that. Um, and, <laughs> right. And, and then listen to your doctor because your doctor has nothing to sell you. And your doctor will say, yeah, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And start thinking about how you're going to approach that um, because you're going to have time. And I think physical health becomes really critical to your quality of life. Um, and then the third thing I think we touched on is social. How are you going to maintain social connections? Um, I like to say, you know, going to lunch is not a thing to do. Okay. And so in retirement, you hear ladies lunches or what'd you do today? It's like, oh, I went to lunch. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's not an activity. I hate to tell you folks. I mean, that's just eating and it can be fun with friends and whatnot, but I think you need to do a little bit more. Um, and so not letting retirement sneak up on you or hit you in the face um, is big. And, and I, I can't imagine people don't think about it. Yeah. Um, but maybe they do. I mean, I know endless stories, especially with men, you know, who get there and they retire and then it's kind of over, you know, it's, they're, they're not doing much after that retirement. Yeah. Which is sad because it's, it's your second act in life, right? It's your second uh, phase and chapter and it could be just as beautiful as the first phase. But like you said, it's a choice and it's how you make it. And uh, you got to obviously have a plan in place. Yeah, you know, Lisa, it's all, it's, it's, this is, and it's really helpful talking to people like you, because the more I talk about this stuff that, you know, the clearer it becomes for me, I think that, that, you know, is it a phase or is it a continuation? And that's where I think when I think about disrupting retirement, it's not like click, this is over, click, this begins. It's more like this is just another transition in your life that you're going to go through. You were single, maybe you got a partner, you got married. You were a couple who was married, you had kids. You know, the kids started school. Your parents may have passed away. 
You know, your kids graduate from college and go out on their own. Maybe you become a grandparent. All of these things are part of the cycle of life, just like stopping work is. And we tend to think of it as this end. I'm done with this thing. And it's like, well, you're not done with anything, really. You are going to continue living this life that you're, you're living, this journey that you're on. And yeah, it's a big transition, but it's not like you're closing you know, uh, the book. It's more like you're starting another chapter in the book. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what do you have planned next? Um, well, I just returned from that five-day trip, so I have a few videos that I'm going to be posting. One is on uh, aging. Another one is an uh, interview with someone who I admire. Um, and I'm not sure what the third one is going to be about. Um, now that COVID is seemingly more under control, um, mm -hmm. I'll be you know, heading back to the gym a little bit more, picking up a few more clients, doing that. Um, and I'm going to continue working hard with the YouTube channel. Um, and then my wife and I, um, really want to do, this is such a, a cliche, but we do want to do more traveling. Um, yeah. We did go to Southern Utah in a 17 foot van. I have a couple of videos on my channel about that. That was a lot of fun and we did a lot of hiking and it was very active and um, want to keep doing that kind of thing. So there's a lot planned and I guess I'm doing two things. I'm trying to slow down and I'm trying to speed up all at the same time. <laughs> figuring out what it is that I am going to be doing. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so you've given a lot of good information during this video. Do you have any like last minute things you'd like to add that be pertinent to the topic? You know, I, I just want to encourage people that they can do it. They are capable. The human body is this beautiful, adaptable thing. And we get overwhelmed, you know, and stuck because of what we see. And we think it's impossible to change. And it's just not impossible. We are designed to move and to kind of deal with the world around us. And if you can find something to start with that is small and simple and build on that, your physical health can get better. And, uh, you know, I can't guarantee it, but everyone who I work with, when they start physically feeling better, then mentally they start feeling better as well. And the changes can be dramatic and positive. So don't be afraid to start with something simple and just stick with it. That's what yes. I would, that's what I want people to remember. Yes. And if you can find a personal trainer like Nick, all the better. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Nick. I appreciate you coming on my channel. And for those that uh, like this video, please hit the like button as well as leave a comment down below. And don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell so you can be notified when the next video drops. Thanks thank you. On, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you.